0: in your money today carolyn wright finds out what you should do if you think your credit card has been compromised in any way good morning carolyn Good morning. We recently took a look at the ways you can benefit from choosing to have a credit card with Ankit Suri, who is the co-founder of the personal finance app, Planto. He joins me again now to look at protecting yourself in case your card has been stolen or if you suspect that something fraudulent may have happened. Thank you for joining me again, Ankit.
1: Thanks, Carolyn. Great to be back and a very timely topic.
0: Yes, indeed. So let's kick off with a look at, you know, what should you do immediately if you are certain your card has been stolen from you?
1: So this has actually happened to me personally as well. So it happens with a lot of people and um, it's not always your mistake, right? There's a lot of cybercrime that happens as well. So the first thing you need to do is to report this incident to the bank. Um, Most banks have a hotline with a direct Uh, phone number that you can call in order to report such an incident. So you should be doing that first up. The second thing that you can do is, or in parallel, what you can do is most banks are also offering the ability to freeze the card right from your mobile app. So you don't need to call anyone. You don't need to go to the branch. You just open your mobile app and you're able to just like freeze the card. What that will do is that if any if your if your credit card number and information has been um, has got into hands of, of someone then you know they can't they can't use it by doing that. So that's the second thing you should do. And the third thing that you can consider doing is also, you know, reporting this incident to a local police station as well because that might help you down the line when you are claiming any expenses.
0: So you mentioned there about putting a temporary freeze on your card. Is that something that you can do if you just can't currently find your card? It may be that you think you've maybe accidentally left it at the supermarket, you know, or your your bags in the locker at the gym or something silly like this. Can, can you do that? Is that a sensible thing to do if you're not certain or will the bank get annoyed if you keep trying to do that?
1: Yeah. So the great thing about freezing a card on your mobile app is that you can also Always unfreeze it so if you are temporarily you know panicking that you might have left your card somewhere then you know go to your mobile app freeze it when you find it back again unfreeze it so you have that peace of mind during that time period that you know no one can use this um, so you should absolutely do that but if you think through that period of time that the card has been you know might have been uh, if somebody might, might have seen the information on it, then you should report it to bank because banks will replace it for you uh, for no additional charge usually. So you could consider also reporting this incident to the bank.
0: So if you think it's been compromised in, in any way, then exactly. get straight onto the bank and they yeah. will help you. Yeah. And, and let's look then at you know, what your responsibilities are. Are you responsible for any losses uh, suffered on that card during the period that you weren't, you know, before you reported it? Or, or is there some kind of cover if you do go ahead straight away and you go, right, I'm telling the bank now, I've realized there's a problem, tell the bank, tell the police.
1: Yeah, so uh, in most of the cases, the credit card holders are not responsible for any unauthorized transactions that happen. But in some cases where you might have entered your credit card information willingly on a phishing website, you know, it may be arguable. So actually in Hong Kong, the code of banking practice states that credit card holders who haven't confirmed fraud or shown gross negligence are not liable for unauthorized transactions. But if you if you show like gross negligence, then you might be liable. So um, and and the definition of gross Close negligence might not always be clear, but in most of the instances, you know, the bank will provide you that benefit of doubt and and hold you, you know, not liable for that particular loss.
0: So again, <clears> it's <throat> all to do with keeping your details safe and secure and and reporting as soon as you can if you think anything's gone wrong. Yeah. let's talk a little bit more about keeping yourself safe. You know, loads of us will connect to all sorts of Wi-Fi networks because you know they're there and they're easy. Are they still safe for using your cards to make online purchases, or should you not be using just a public Wi-Fi access point and, and doing that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, from from a best practices point of view, like it's it it it's possible that it's not the safest thing to do. But what you can do is that if you if you have to transact on a public um, network, then you know you could use a VPN. Um, Uh, and, And the second thing is that you need to make sure that the website that you're transacting on is always HTTPS, because that will ensure that none of the information that you're typing in can actually be, you know, taken out by the one, you know, if the network is compromised.
0: So that's that means it's kind of, it gets encrypted so that it, you Correct. can't open it up. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about other ways of protecting yourself from fraud. What are some general steps that you should say everybody should be taking regularly to keep themselves safe?
1: Yeah. So, you know, regularly monitoring your credit card statement, whether that's, you know, using apps uh, like, you know, Planto or, or even like your own banking app. You just log in regularly just to see what your transaction feed looks like and, and just, you know, monitoring that to ensure there's nothing that's out of beyond your expectation. Keep making sure that you are using very strong and unique passwords. A lot of people have the same password for multiple websites. So making sure that you're using strong and unique passwords. Use a password manager if you can't um, you know remember those passwords easily and you know ensuring that the device that you're using for your banking app like the device is you know not not it's it's you know, personal advice uh, device where you're not installing apps from malicious websites or sort of uh, websites which 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 you might not be aware of so making sure that there's no um, uh, such softwares and lastly I think you know using uh, secure payment options. Um, so, for example, you know, using Apple Pay or, or you know, digital, digital payment options, which provides an extra layer of security. So, actually, when you use an Apple Pay, you're not compromising a real credit card to the retailer. Similarly, for PayPal as well. So, using these kind of secure, uh, like, payment mechanisms will give you that added security as well.
0: Okay, good advice there. So. Let's let's just talk about how very easy it can be for scammers and fraudsters to, to steal your details. What sh- should you be aware of about how easy it is for them and how little information they actually need?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, we actually see this very often in Hong Kong. Uh, in fact, uh, both banks as well as the you know, the regulatory authority often reports such incidents that are happening as well, and they provide great tips on how to, um, you know, manage these, but, you know, as, as an individual, just if someone calls you, you know, you just need to make sure that you don't just give up information like password or your credit card numbers at all without verifying who that person might be, and in most cases, banks actually, or no authorized person wants to know your personal details, so, if there's a website or anyone calling you asking you for personal details, absolutely question it before you actually, you know, give that away. That's the number one advice I could give.
0: I think that's very, very sensible. Now, you, you mentioned uh, the, the idea of using services like Apple Pay, being adding an extra layer of security. Yeah. How about, what is there anything else in, in terms of the differences between using the old fashioned physical card that your credit card issuer has given you or keeping the card digitally on, on your phone? Is there anything else you should be aware of where that's concerned? A
1: lot of a lot of transactions now, if you're performing them fully digitally, uh, meaning in an e-commerce website, um, then you often have to go through, you know, somewhat two-factor authentication, which means you need to approve that transaction, on you know through your banking app. So you know, just making sure that, you know, you are, if, if it's a big payment, you you know you have those two-factor authentication turned on, right in your banking app. Um, but otherwise, um, you know, whether you're using the plastic uh, or you're keeping it in your phone. The main difference is just that, you know, your phone also has that biometric layer. So if anybody wants to access a credit card details, they need to access your phone, which is a much harder thing to do than accessing plastic as such. So um, you just need to make sure that, you know, you have your two factors like biometric turned on on your phone so that it just makes it difficult to access information.
0: Now, is there anything else that you can ask your card issuer to do? You mentioned uh, enabling the, the two-factor authentication. Um, things like getting a, an SMS by default any time a transaction is, is made. Is, is, you know, do a lot of issuers do that? Is that something you would advise people do or anything else like that?
1: Yeah, so actually uh, most banks in communication preferences, you know, ask you if you would like to get alerts on transactions. Um, So you could turn them on on your SMS, email, um, or push notifications if you're using a mobile banking app. Um, Most banks do not allow you to block a particular merchant so you know if you spend it it doesn't get blocked automatically however we've seen this actually feature come out in other parts of the world like in the uk for example uh, you are allowed to block certain transactions like gambling transactions for example so that that might be an innovation for the future in hong kong but at the moment you should be ensuring that you know you set up those communication preferences so that banks can send you their sms or push notification or email regarding the transaction
0: Wise words, wise words. Thank you again. That's Ankit Suri, who's co-founder of the personal finance app, Planto, uh, explaining what you should be doing to keep yourself safe with your credit cards. Thank you so much.